I respectfully acknowledge the Musqueam, Squamish, Tsleil-Waututh, Kutsi, Coquitlam, Kikite, Kwantlen, Semiamu, and Sawasan peoples on whose unceded traditional territories I live, work, and study. Welcome to the third episode of Along the Fraser River, a podcast about Vancouver's history and geography, written, created, and recorded by myself, Max Gilarducci. This is the third in a series of four mini-episodes from my course, Geography 261, Encountering the City, at Simon Fraser University. Enjoy! If you have ever taken the sea bus towards North Vancouver, you are sure to have noticed the beautiful neighborhood of Lower Lonsdale and the Lonsdale Quay. The public market and northern terminus of the sea bus, which is the ferry service connecting the North Shore to Waterfront Station. Once an industrial site, the area has been redeveloped into a hub for condos, trendy restaurants, an art gallery, and indie shops. The Lonsdale Key website compares the neighborhood to a newer version of Yale Town with its high-quality shopping and vibrant community. However, this version of Lower Lonsdale is unrecognizable to the version that existed even 100 years ago. In fact, Lower Lonsdale is unrecognizable to what it was even 10 years ago. I decided to do a journal on the Lower Lonsdale neighborhood because another class that I'm taking took us on a field trip there to learn about its historical roots and its recent development since the turn of the century. Going back to just over 100 years ago, a ferry service was introduced between the North Shore and Lower Lonsdale to downtown Vancouver, which would provide vital transportation service for what was to come. Soon after, in 1906, the Wallace Shipyards was just getting its start as an industrial site to work on ships and other maritime infrastructure. Around the same time, developers bought the land in the neighborhood and built an ever-growing residential community. Throughout the early part of the 20th century, the shipyards were one of the biggest industrial sites in Western Canada and were vital for the Canadian efforts of World War II as they produced many warships there. After the Second World War, the shipyards were mostly used for repair until the Wallace family sold it in the early 1970s. The sea bus opened soon thereafter and the area began developing more for commercial and mid-density residential space as the industrial industry died out in the area. However, a few of the shipyard's buildings still stand tall to this day. Over the last 10 years, Lower Lonsdale has seen a massive shift towards building transit-oriented, dense development around the sea bus, creating the modern, vibrant community that many know today. When discussing the changes Lower Lonsdale has gone through over the last decade, the word revitalization has been thrown around a lot by people with whom I have spoken. Revitalization is a positive term referring to the reorganizing and refurbishing of a neighborhood that may be seen as on the decline by many. However, revitalization can also be referred to as the more neutral term of neighborhood change, or a more negative framing of the word, in gentrification, which focuses more on how businesses and people who lived in the area prior to redevelopment, particularly those of lower socioeconomic class, can no longer afford to live in the neighborhood. Now, don't get me wrong. I like many of the changes Lower Lonsdale has made, and I truly believe that it gives the city of North Vancouver a lively downtown core that enhances the city's nightlife. However, there are many issues that have arisen that need to be addressed. Let's first talk about how all these new waterfront condos have raised the prices in the area considerably. Back as recent as January of 2010, the average cost of residential property in the neighborhood was under $400,000. In the year 2021, residential prices have risen to an average of $720,000. Looking at real estate listings for the neighborhoods, most condos in the core are going for well over a million for a one to two bedroom property. How is anyone under the age of 35 supposed to afford that? And speaking of people under 35, Aren't they the ones staffing the restaurants, the coffee shops, the quaint boutiques, and the trendy stores? As a server, I know for a fact that people producing that type of labor are unable to afford that. This means that most people who work in Lower Lonsdale area have to commute into the neighborhood for shift work, and most people who live in Lower Lonsdale will have to commute elsewhere for their own work. Who is to blame for these issues? One may think to first blame the consumer. After all, they are the ones buying the property and using the amenities. 
However, I would blame the groups seeking to make profit off the lands, such as developers, mortgage lenders, landlords, and government agencies. But how can we solve this? How can we create sustainable neighborhoods that do not push out those of lower socioeconomic classes through gentrification, often disguised as revitalization? Unfortunately, there is no clear answer. As geographers, when creating places for people to live, it is important to bear in mind the implications that redevelopment of an area may have, even if it is for purposes of creating a downtown core or so-called revitalization of an area. If not, then we may see trends of people being pushed out of their new and improved neighborhoods. And after all, the reason space is redeveloped is for the people, so let's not alienate them from their neighborhoods. Let's call the revitalization of Lower Lonsdale for what it truly is, gentrification. Thank you for listening to the third episode of Along the Fraser River, a transit-oriented Vancouver-based podcast about things you may not know about our wonderful city. If you enjoyed this episode, stay tuned because there are more episodes to come. All sources for the episode can be found in the show notes. This podcast is hosted, edited, produced, and written by myself, Max Gilarducci. Until next time.